Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and for everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Now, there have been various interpretations and angles in which this passage of Scripture uh, has been taught. And I myself have taught it in a few different angles or a few different times. Um, but today I want to look at this passage from a different angle, almost just over, over uh, just passed it up because we've talked about prayer. And, you know, I was noticing in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus comes back to prayer a number of times. And uh, so it must be very, very important. Amen. And so um, today I want to look at this passage from a different angle uh, and that I've ever taught it from. And today I want to talk to you about two secrets to unlocking supernatural provision. Supernatural. How many of you like to have some supernatural doors open to you? Amen. I think we all do. Secret number one is increasing the intensity of your pursuit of God. Increasing the intensity of your pursuit of God. You know, they got casual pursuers of God and then they got intense pursuers of God. How many of you know that? Just like in Jesus's day, they had people that only came around whenever he was handing out fish and chips. And then after that, they went back to their house. But there were others that had an intense pursuit of God and they always received more from God. Amen. And so intensity means uh, investing a higher degree of energy, concentration and devotion in your walk with God. It doesn't matter how long you've been serving God, but your your walk with God can be this casual thing. Yeah, I pop in to the Lord's church every once in a while, and there's no more than that. But I believe that, that there's great value in increasing your pursuit of God, increasing your intensity of going after God. Amen? How many of you would agree with that? And I believe that that what Jesus, this is what Jesus is encouraging us to do whenever he tells us in this passage of scripture. And he says, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and it will be open unto you. In other words, he's, you know, it's not good enough that he just said, ask and you will receive. But then he says, seek and you will find, knock and it will be open. And then he reiterates the same point in the next verse. And he says, for everyone who asks, receives, he who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open to him. So I believe, you know, I believe it's kind of like a tear of intensity. Hey, if you ask and you didn't, if you didn't receive, if you ask and you didn't receive, seek and you will find. And if you ask and you seek, and you didn't find, and you didn't find, then knock and it will be open unto you. In other words, don't give up. Amen. How many of you would like to have more from the Lord? You, you've tasted and you've seen that the Lord is good. And what you've seen and what you've tasted from the Lord is good and more would even be better. Come on, are y'all out there today? Yes, I believe that everybody wants more. And I believe Jesus gives us the key to receiving more from the Lord. In verse seven, he says, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open unto you. You know, I think we focus on ask, seek, knock. And I believe what we need to focus on is that little word. The key, I believe, is found in those two little words. Keep on, keep on, keep on. Amen. Keep on keeping on. And so what does it mean to keep on when he says, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking? What does that mean? Well, I believe it means a couple of things. Number one, it means you don't give up after one attempt to receive more from the Lord. 
You know, I mean, listen, when you really want something, you don't just make one attempt, right? It's kind of like us guys that like to play golf. We make a lot of attempts, right, to get that little ball there in that little hole. I mean, we'll tear up the course, dirt flying everywhere because we're intense. We want to get that ball in that cup. Amen. And so keep on means it indicates a continual action. And it means that you got to keep going until the goal is reached. Amen. Are y'all with me? You must keep on asking. You must keep on seeking. You must keep on knocking till when? Until you receive what you're looking for. Until something happens. Amen. See the intensity there? And so if you want more favor from the Lord, keep pursuing it until you start seeing it in your life. If you want more wisdom, keep knocking, keep going after God until you notice that wisdom is flowing in your life. Come on, if you want doors to open up, keep pressing in, keep knocking on heaven's door until there's a spiritual door that opens up to you and you realize that you have a new access into the dimension of the spirit realm. And I believe that's what he's saying. The Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. You know, the problem is many of us, we get discouraged and we give up right before the harvest comes in. Come on, but we can't give up. The harvest of blessing comes to those who pursue God, who keep on asking, who keep on knocking and keep on seeking after the Lord. I'm telling you, I believe that there is a greater dimension of blessing for you and your family and your home if you will keep on pressing in. A harvest of blessing comes to those who keep on pursuing the Lord for more of the Lord. Amen. Y'all believe that today? So we need to increase the intensity of our pursuit of God. You know, remember when Jacob, whenever he encountered that angel and uh, all of a sudden he finds himself in this fight, he's wrestling with an angel from God. And the angel said, hey, man, let me go. It's daybreak and I need to go. Let me go. And you know what? Jacob said this. I love this in verse 25 of Genesis 32. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and he he wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Do you hear that? I will not let you go until you bless me. Come on, I will not quit praying until you bless me. I will not keep hungering until I'm satisfied. I will not keep going after you, Lord, until you open up heaven for me. I'm not letting go, Lord, until you bless me. That was Jacob's heart. That was his desire. Now, why was he crying out like that? He desperately needed God to move in his life. I mean, things were closing in around. His world was about to collapse, but he cried out to God and God supernaturally delivered him. Amen. So we need to persistently pursue God. Amen. So now, what does it mean to keep on? It means, number two, you must persevere through the seasons of hardships and difficulties in life. We all have them. We all have seasons. Many times, listen, many times the greatest blessings come when we're going through the most difficult times of life. Isn't that right? I mean, you know, it's like, man, we're having the most difficult time of our life. But then here comes along a blessing that we've been waiting for forever. And it's like, wow, I didn't expect it to come right now. But here it is in the toughest time of my life. You know, I believe that many times the greatest blessings come as we persevere through the difficult times of life. 
And so we can't give up. James 1, 2 says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, give up. Is that what James says? Give up, throw in the towel. No, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why? For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, needing nothing. The greatest miracles happen in the lives of those who persevere, who persistently press through the dark, difficult, hard times of life. Amen. And so listen, keep on means don't stop because it seems like your whole life is falling apart. That's the time to knock harder, to seek more diligently. Amen. To knock harder on heaven's door. The greatest miracles in life happen in the lives of those who keep on pursuing God. You know, I wonder, you know, I wonder what blessings await us if we won't give up. You know, somebody said adversity often pushes, pushes you into your divine destiny. Adversity often pushes you. You know, listen, the bottom line is, folks, if I hadn't encountered adversity, I would still be lost like a goose in high weeds. Amen. I'd still be lost. I don't know if I'd even be alive. I'd probably have killed myself by now. Thank God for adversity. Amen. Listen, the greatest revelations, the greatest understanding of God's nature and character have not come when I was on the mountaintop. It's come when I've gone through the most difficult times of life. How many people quit and give up on God because they're going through difficult times? Can I encourage you today? Don't give up if you're going through difficult times. Your miracle might be right around the corner. Amen. Amen. And so we need to keep on pushing. You know, Billy Graham, I was reading this story and it's Billy Graham told this story about this lady in Africa And, and she got converted and her husband didn't. And he was angry at her because of he was at a of a different persuasion. And he was so mad at her and he was so angry at her that he began to persecute. He began to abuse her and and she was going undergoing this great, great adversity. He got so bitter that he decided, I'm going to take her out. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to get rid of her. But I got to have a good reason or else I'm going to go to jail. So he was a banker. So he decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my keys to the bank, to the vaults of the bank, and I'm going to throw them away and I'm going to blame her. And then I'm a killer for losing the keys to the vaults of the bank. And so while he was going to work, he went over the, a bridge that crossed the Nile and he stopped on the bridge, threw the keys out and went on. And then he began to feel bad. He went to the tavern and he drank all day long until way into the night. While the wife that evening went to the fish market to buy fish to cook a meal for her terrible husband. And she bought this big old Nile perch. It's a true story. Billy Graham wouldn't tell it if it's not true, right? She was cleaning the perch and in the belly of the fish was the keys. She recognized them because nobody else had keys to the bank like he did. She cleaned them up and hung them. That went to bed because he didn't come home for supper. That night he came barreling in and said, you bring my keys. Give me my keys. You lost my keys. She went, picked up the keys and handed them to him. That's not the end of the story. His testimony is he immediately became sober, fell on his knees, cried out to God, gave his life to Christ. Amen. Suppose she would have said, this is too hard. I'm not serving the Lord anymore. I'm giving up. She would have never saw her husband 
converted and she would have never saw the greatest miracle she'd probably ever see in her life. Amen. Come on. What miracles await you and I if we won't give up or give in? Amen. Isn't that a great story? That's a great story. I'm glad I came across that. But what does it mean to keep on asking, seeking and knocking in prayer? Number three, it means you keep on boldly, fervently and diligently pursuing the Lord. You know, keep on. Keep, ask, seek not. What does it mean? You know, listen, we got to get beyond. Listen, if you're hungry, what kind of appetite do you have to eat? You know, depending on the appetite depends on the intensity of you getting food, right? I mean, if you're not too hungry, you'll pass it up. You'll pass up every restaurant. When you get really hungry, you'll eat anchovies. When you don't normally eat anchovies, right? But your intensity, your pursuit of God, we got to boldly pursue the Lord. It means to confidently, courageously, and firmly come to Him for help. And so listen, Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Come boldly, confidently. Come before the Lord. Lord, I'm coming to you because I know you got provisions. I know that you're not a God that should lie. I know that if I ask you, I'm going to receive. I'm coming boldly, Lord. Come on, are y'all with me? I'm going to come boldly. The Lord invites and instructs us. He invites us and instructs us to come to him with confidence and strength and firmness. Why? In order to receive more. He says, listen, don't come with no mamsy pamsy desire. Come on, come to me boldly. Lord, Lord, I know that you have everything I need to boldly pursue the Lord is a faith issue. Do you believe? Do you believe that he can answer? Do you believe that he can provide? Do you believe if you have faith? Listen, when you go to that refrigerator, you're expecting to have cold water because you have great confidence that that refrigerator is going to keep your water cold. Amen. Come on. Whenever we have confidence in the Lord, it's not a problem coming to the Lord because we know without a doubt God's going to provide. Amen. It means also to fervently pursue the Lord. Fervently, with great intensity, heartfelt passion, enthusiasm. James 5.16 says, The effect of fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It's not the passive, apathetic, indifferent pursuer of God that experiences wonderful results. It's the fervent pursuer. Amen. It's the one that's willing to go to church like twice a week. Amen. It's the one that's willing to just not go to church, but go to church and read his Bible. Come on. Come on, am I meddling yet? Come on, you hear what I'm saying? Come on, there's somebody that says, I got to have more of God. More than I want the things of the world, I want God. Because I know God is the solution to my life's problems. And so you go after God with everything you got. God is looking for heartfelt, relentless passion when we approach Him with our needs and our requests. Amen. And it means to diligently pursue the Lord. It means to search out or to crave for the Lord sincerely. You know, Hebrews eleven six, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently. Dil- that's a powerful word. Diligently seek him. The word diligent is a word for for craving. It's a word for for the intensity of your pursuit of God to be high. And so the Lord says he rewards those who diligently seek him. 
And so the Lord doesn't reward the occasional indifferent pursuer. He rewards the one who doesn't allow himself to become the humdrum Christianity of the world. But he goes after God with everything that he got. Amen. Everything, all his energy, every, every, every ounce in his life, he's going to serve God, live for God. And he's not going to get entangled with the things of the world before he does anything else. He's going to serve his master and his Lord. God rewards that person. Amen. You don't give up after the first attempt when you keep on keeping on. You don't give up when things get tight and you keep on fervently, diligently pursuing God. I believe it's a key to unlocking spiritual provision. Think about the 120 in the upper room. If they'd have just prayed, the Lord said to come here and to wait. Man, we've been waiting 24 hours and he hadn't showed up. Come on, let's go fishing, guys. But no, they didn't give up. They didn't give in. They kept on pushing in. And then all of a sudden, heaven shook. And the room they were in shook. And the fire of God fell. And they transformed the world. Why? Because they didn't give up. They pursued God hard. Amen. Secret number one to unlocking supernatural provision is increasing the intensity of your pursuit of God. Keep on asking and you will receive. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open unto you. The second secret to unlocking supernatural provision, I believe, is to pursue the Lord more than his provision. Pursue the Lord more than his provision. Let me say it one more time. Pursue the Lord more than his provision. You know, there's some people, the only time they pursue God is whenever their bills are due. Come on, whenever they just got bad news that, oh, man, I need God. I just got bad news. He's no, no, no. If you want to see God move in your life, pursue him when things are good. And don't pursue him for what's in his hand. Pursue him above everything else. Amen. You know, it's interesting to see right after ask, seek, knock. He says this in verse nine. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread. Do you give them a stone and said, or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, this is the same text in context, as he said, ask, seek and not. And the Lord promises, he said, listen, I'm not like natural fathers. Some natural fathers, they won't give you anything. But he said, I'm not like them. And if you ask me for something, I'm not going to give you a snake if you ask me for a fish. And then he says, and the Lord promises, he says, I'm going to give you good gifts. I'll give good gifts to everybody. No, I'll give good gifts to those who ask him. I'll give good gifts to those who ask him. What are the good gifts that the Lord has promised? Well, you know, like money and houses and cars and, you know, power and prestige. Is that what he's talking about? Well, maybe, but I don't think so, because in the context of what he's saying, I believe what the Lord is saying is spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts. I've never seen this before. I believe a key to unlocking supernatural provisions in our life is to pursue the Lord's gift instead of his provision. Come on, are y'all with me? Don't get quiet on me yet. Amen. So in our pursuit of the Lord, we should earnestly desire his spiritual gifts. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31 says, earnestly desire the greater gifts. 
earnestly desire. The Lord's encouraging us, go after my gifts. You can't covet everything, but you can covet my gifts. That's one thing that's safe to covet. Why should we desire the Lord's spiritual gifts? Well, I believe because oftentimes it's the key to unlocking God's supernatural provision. How many of you would agree with that? It's the key to unlocking. Listen, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 says, There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministries, the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Listen, the Lord gave us spiritual gifts for our common good. Amen? And you see, so sometimes... We're busy. Lord, I want a piano. I want a piano. Great. That's great. So you get a piano and man, you can play the keys. Great. And we think, well, that's the highest. That's the highest I could go. That's the best thing in life. But listen, this piano is very limited in what it can do. But there is no limitation to what the gifts of God can do. Amen. So instead of being busy about seeking the, the provision of God, it would be better that we seek the gifts of God. Amen. Because the gifts of God can supernaturally unlock doors for us. Amen. First Corinthians 12, eight. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge, according to the same spirit, another faith in the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the effecting of miracles, another prophecy, another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. Now, these spiritual gifts are given to us and the church to unlock spiritual blessings, I believe. Wisdom. Word of knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. Wisdom unlocks supernatural blessings, doesn't it? A word of knowledge can unblock supernatural blessings, can bring provision, God's provision in your life. I mean, think about the young man who's ready to get married and he looks around and he sees a nice looking girl and he thinks she is God's gift to mankind. And while he pursues, goes after this, the spirit of wisdom comes to him and he begins to see things that nobody else could see. And he does not go after that. And he passes that up and he waits for God's supernatural will and provision in his life, keeping him from a wrong decision that would shipwreck his life. How many of you know the gifts of God can bring the blessings of God in your life? Listen, sometimes it don't, no amount of money can heal your body whenever the doctors say there's nothing they can do, but a gift of healing can provide for you. Amen. In our pursuit of the Lord, we should earnestly desire his spiritual gifts. Lord, fill me with the gifts, Lord. Earnestly desire the gifts. Amen. Earnestly desire. It's okay to want and to desire the gift of healing, the gift of faith, the discerning of spirits. It's okay to want the spirit of wisdom. Are you with me? Listen, when God's gifts begin to operate in your life, you are operating in a supernatural realm. Three amens. Amen. Oh, we... Spend all our time. God, give me a piano. Give me a piano. And if we had the gifts flowing in our life, we could get a hundred pianos. A thousand pianos. Does that make sense? We need to pursue God, not his provision. When we pursue God, God will give us an advantage in life. God will give us a supernatural edge on life. Amen. 
Come on, I'm not sure you're really getting this yet. But whenever we got the gifts and the supernatural gifts of the Spirit flowing in our life, people can't just take advantage of us. They can't just run over us. Amen. Because the spirit of faith will rise up and we'll call an a, a spade a spade and we'll bind up and we'll take authority. Amen. The enemy can't just come wreck our house. Come on. Are y'all with me? Come on. The spirit of the Lord is in us. Amen. We're like David. We got our slingshot, man. And we ready to take on the giant. Because we don't operate with with armor. We don't operate with a little sword. No. All we need is a little sling and a stone. And we can take out the giant. When it's supernaturally empowered by the Spirit of God. So number two, in our pursuit of the Lord, we should earnestly desire not only the gifts, but to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled. Amen. In the parallel passage of Matthew 7 is Luke 11. And this is how this particular verse reads in verse 13. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So listen, Luke substitutes good gifts with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. Well, the Spirit brings the gifts, right? Amen. We just read it. It's the Spirit that releases the gifts. So I believe the Lord is saying we should continually seek to be filled with the Spirit. You know, ask. You know, I've always looked at this. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. When I got a need in my life, I need to ask, receive, and not. And I believe that the Lord wants us to do that. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, right? And Jesus said, pray this way. Lord, give me this day my daily bread. So I believe the Lord wants us and desires for us to look to Him and to ask Him for our needs to be met. But in the context of ask, seek, knock, I think he's saying, seek after my spirit more than anything else. Seek after my spirit. Amen. Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, right here, he he does an analogy of being drunk and, and filled with the spirit. You know, in Acts chapter two, whenever they got filled with the spirit, you know, they thought they were drunk. You know why? Because the spirit has the same effect as those that, you know, whenever you drink, it affects your brain. And all of a sudden you got more peace in your life than you had before. Whenever you get filled with the spirit, you got more peace than you had before. When you get filled with the spirit, you got courage that you didn't have before. Come on. Yeah, man, you have no inhibitions. You can talk to anybody. Oh, you just don't care. And then you wake up the next morning and say, what did I do? But when you get filled with the Spirit, you get the same boldness that you had whenever you were inebriated with the with the wine, the spirits. But you got the right spirit this time, and you got great boldness. Come on, are y'all with me today? Oh, Lord, one of the greatest pursuits in life is that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the helper, is the teacher, is the counselor, is the comforter, is the convictor, and it's the power of God. It's all in the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is the great CEO of the church, the great administrator of the church. It's the spirit that says, here, here you go. You can have some gifts. Here you go. You, here's a gift for you. Here's a gift for you. Come on. Here's some comfort here. Here's some teaching here. Here's some help. It's the Holy Spirit that initiates and, and distributes the kingdom of God. That's why we need to be filled with the spirit. 
The Holy Spirit will give you power over sin. The Holy Spirit will give you boldness to witness. It will give you comfort when you're hurting. The Holy Spirit will release gifts when you need them to do the work of God, the ministry of the Lord. It's the anointing of God that destroys the yoke. It's the anointing of God that opens up supernatural doors. Come on, we don't have to live. We don't have to live with the chickens in the chicken coop. Come on, we can soar with the eagles in the spirit. Amen. To me, when you walk in the flesh, it's like hanging out with the chickens in the chicken coop and filled with the spirit, walking in the spirit. It's like soaring with the eagles. Amen. Come on, we ain't got to live out here in the in the gutter. We can live up here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 11, 2 says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. You know, we need to pursue the Lord's gifts and His Spirit more than His provisions. We need to seek to be filled. The greatest thing that we can ask God for is His Spirit. It's His, His work in our lives. Amen? Are y'all with me? It's the greatest thing. I know we need particular things, but the, the Spirit of God is the distributor of the provisions of God. Amen? So he said, ask, seek, knock, don't give up until you know that you got something operating in your life that is supernatural. Amen. Come on. Listen, you can be depressed and you can go to the doctor and they can give you five prescriptions and you're still depressed. But the anointing of God can break the spirit of depression and heaviness off of you and you can be delivered and set free. Amen. Are y'all with me? Come on. You know, you can look for a job everywhere and can't find one. Don't know where to go anymore. And the Spirit of God can give you a word of knowledge and say, go there. And you knock on that door and they've been waiting for you to come in. And there is your job. Amen. Come on. You could have a husband that wants to kill you and goes throw the keys in the Nile. And the Lord will supernaturally send a fist to swallow up that key. And let you go to the supermarket and buy that fish to get you out of a bind. To deliver you. Amen. God can do all things, right? God is the God of the impossible. Amen. Come on, would you stand with me? Let's close in prayer. Amen. Praise, praise the Lord. Praise your Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for your anointing here. Thank you for your grace here. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for your power here, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Come on, let's ask the Lord to deliver us to, from apathy and complacency. Father God, give us a passion. Give us a great heart for you. Lord, give us a desire so strong that, Lord, we'll pursue you more than we'll pursue the things of the world. Lord, give us a Holy Ghost intensity, Lord, for your work, for your, for your kingdom to come and be released in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. You said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Lord, blessed are those. Blessed are those. Give us a hunger. Give us a thirst, oh Lord, for more of you. Come, Lord. Come. Come, Lord. Come on, let's ask the Lord. Lord, we don't want your hand. We want your heart. Lord, we want you more than we want your provisions, oh God. Fill us with your spirit today. 
Come on, let's ask the Lord before we go. Come on, let's ask the Lord. Come on, let's ask the Lord. It don't matter where you are today. You could use more. You could use more of his filling, more of his outpouring, more of his anointing. Father, come today. Release your anointing. Release your power. Release your presence. Release your spirit in the house today. Come, Lord. Stir up, Lord, that fresh fire. Stir up, Lord, those gifts that are within us today. Lord, release your gifts in us, Lord, in a greater way today. Baptize us afresh, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for a fresh baptism, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now the beginning of the work of the Spirit is drawing hearts into the kingdom. Come on, He's drawing you. He draws the lost to Christ, but He also draws us to desire to want more. Lord, I pray. Lord, stir up fire. Stir up desire. Stir up hunger. Lord, give us a desire to do the things of God, to work the kingdom of God. Lord Jesus, let us not become lured asleep by the things of the world, by the world itself. Lord God, God, come today and fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, Father God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Father God. Let's come on. Let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment, Lord. Let's just take a moment. Oh, come, Spirit of God. Spirit of the Lord. Come on, let's open up your heart right now. Spirit of the Lord, Spirit of the Lord. I just feel like the Lord is wanting to, come on, He's wanting to wet some dry souls right now. He's wanting to fill some, oh, some empty lives right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for coming. Thank you, Lord, for filling, Lord. Oh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There, is, Come on, cry out to God for a moment, saints. Cry out to God. Come on. We're going to be going here in just a minute. Let's cry out to God. Lord, I want more today. Fill me with more, more anointing, more of your Spirit, Lord. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God. Come on, let's ask the Lord to release His gifts in our life. Oh, Lord, release the gifts, Lord. Release healing, Lord. Release faith, God. Release wisdom, Lord. Release discernment, Lord. Release interpretation of tongues. Release tongues in this house, Lord. Oh, God, release, Lord. Earnestly desire the greater gifts, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, oh God. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God. You got a song you can sing. Come, Spirit of God. Come on, let's come on, let's focus. Come on, some, come on, let's ask the Lord. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. Seek, he said. Seek, he said. Ask, he said. Knock. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Father God. Your heavenly Father will give you good gifts when you ask. He won't give you a bad spirit. He'll give you a good spirit. He won't give you bad gifts. He'll give you good gifts. Praise you, Father. 